Yes, people, what's going on? It is episode what? It's episode 333 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? It's, um, it is what is Sunday, the 6th of August. Yes, because I am child free, responsibility free. <laughs> I record podcasts on time now, and yeah. I'm up in Edinburgh, as you as you know, as you know, I'm up in Edinburgh, um, and I'm thinking as I'm in Ireland because obviously I've got the Fringe Diaries going on. Do I bother do Griff's brain dump? And I thought, you know what, it's a good way just to remember there's a world outside of this microcosm that is the Fringe, and it'll just let me, you know, know what's going on. Just let me know what's going on in the world. Um, anyway, I don't want to be in this bubble and forget there's other shit going on um so yes that's that's what we're doing although i don't actually know what's going on i have no idea what's going on i'm now walking around my kitchen about to switch the kettle on because i thought if i'm going to talk to you guys for so long i should uh should lubricate the throat what pause mega pause golly um sorry that's very noisy isn't it i'm myself filling up the kettle Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, so, I said I don't know what's going on in the world. I have no idea. Um, so I'm going to get on Twitter and find out what's happening. Okay, so one story that managed to come across my radar is the whole Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Jamie Foxx fiasco. Right, if you don't know, this is what happened. So Jamie Foxx put on his Instagram, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. Jennifer Aniston liked that. But here's the thing. I'm not sure who anti-Semitism is, if it's a website or something, but they posted going, actor Jamie Foxx post horrifically anti-Semitic message to his 16.7 million followers. Let's stop it there. It wasn't anti-Semitic. Like, it just isn't even close. This isn't like the one where people talk about Israel and really they're talking about Jewish people. It's not that. When they talk about the people who control the world, yeah, but they're really talking about Jewish people. It's not that. This man literally said they. And I can understand. If, look, I'll be empathetic here. I'll be hypersensitive and empathetic, right? Because I understand uh, the Jewish plight where they just, they shut shit down if they think anti-Semitism is rising and they think they're being blamed for any form of propaganda or conspiracy theory i understand that right so they killed this dude named jesus what do you think they'll do to you even though i don't think that's anti-semitic i'll give you this i can understand how the vagueness of that may make you think it is i can understand that i'm being fully as open as possible to the possibility right but when you put fake friends fake love that to me then just solidifies it's nothing to do with the with the theory that the Jews killed Jesus. It was the Romans who killed Jesus. Um, you know? So from the moment we put fake friends, fake loves, it's like, oh, he's talking about people who are close to Jesus, stabbed him in the back. And the closest person was Judas, yeah? Judas happened to be Jewish, right? So did Jesus, though, so therefore I don't think it's anti-Semitism. They're, they're all Jewish. <laughs> right? So that's not anti-Semitism. Jennifer Aniston likes it. And now Jennifer Aniston has to now come out and say, this really makes me sick. 
I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. Um, see, so it's like people can't read. What she's basically saying is there wasn't any, I didn't accidentally like it. So it's not a thing of, oh, I didn't know what it meant and I'm backing away from it. That, that's what she's saying. And she said, I didn't like it on purpose in the sense of, it's not a thing of, oh, I liked it because it, I'm back into anti-Semitism thing. I, think, I almost think Jennifer Aniston is part Jewish. I've assumed it's because Kojak, she's related to Kojak, and I think Kojak's Jewish. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to research it. I swear Kojak's like her godfather. I'm almost certain Jennifer Aniston is Jewish. Or part Jewish. Let me have a little Google while we're on here. Jennifer Aniston. Um, I mean, I'm, am I thinking she's part Jewish because I think she looks like Barbara Streisand, who definitely is Jewish. Let's see. Let's see. Early life. Early life, early life, early life. Her godfather is actor Teddy Savalas, right? Yeah, see? Um, it's one of her father's best friends. So, on her maternal grandfather's, uh, it's from Italy. Her mother's ancestry, English, Irish, Scottish, and a small amount of Greek. Um, yeah, so it is simply because I think she looks a bit like Barbara Streisand, is why I've said that. And then Teddy Savalas, um, I think he's Greek rather than <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he's Greek. He's Greek. He's Greek. That's hilarious. So, no, she's not Jewish. Um, but, so that's what she said. I didn't like it on accident. I didn't like it by accident. I didn't like it on purpose, right? It's just, I, I, I like to, it's, it's just a post that's easy to like. And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds. I do not support any form of anti-Semitism and truly don't tolerate hate of any kind. Period. So, to me... That's that done. You lot have grossly misunderstood this. Um, and the, But here's the weird spill out of it, right? See, so then Jamie Foxx apologises to the Jewish community. Fair enough. And he just explains it. He goes, I want to apologise to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. I know, I now know my choice of words have caused offence and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. To clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend. And that's what I meant by they, not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone and I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love always, Jamie Foxx. Now, a few things have happened off the back of this. Jennifer Aniston is getting mad hate um, from the Twitter streets because they're saying that she's thrown Jamie Foxx under the bus. She hasn't even referred to Jamie Foxx to her apology. She hasn't even said that she disagrees with what Jamie Foxx says. No, she just says, look, I'm sick of people saying that one thing means another. That's how I read her comment. Look, I'm really, this really makes me sick. I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. But now people are trying to make it out because of her apology. It now makes Jamie Foxx's uh, post, highlights the anti-Semitism in his post. No, no, that isn't what's happened here. They've been accused of anti-Semitism. She goes, no, I don't, I'm not anti-Semitic. Jamie Foxx has said, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not anti-Semitic. That should be it done, right? What was, what's, I don't understand why Jennifer Anderson's getting so much heat. Give an example of a 
yeah, look, so Jennifer Aniston getting packed up by the black community after doing one of the most insufferable white liberal woman virtue signals is something I needed so badly I never knew until it happened. Like, what, what are people talking about here? Like, what, what are people talking about here? Um, Jamie Foxx minding his black ass business, talking about fake friends, and here comes Jennifer Aniston ready to call the manager because of her lack of understanding. Again, that isn't what happened. I, as a comedian, this is where we can't actually get too bogged down on whether people are offended by our jokes or not. Because unless our joke is literally outward offensive, like, I hate Chinese people. <laughs> that is not even a joke. But the moment I add some different words in between, the only thing I care about is my intention and people understand the joke. I've got a joke in my show that me and my manager have discussed. And he said, mm, it might make some people feel uneasy. They may mis- misunderstand it. And I said, I don't care. I actually don't care. <laughs> There's other joke that I did care about. And I did change just one of the words in the joke. And it makes it clearer, the idea of the joke. But the other joke, I said, no, I'm not changing it. Because I know my intention in the joke. It's, it's, and it's it shouldn't offend anyone, anyone who understands what I've just said. So I'm not changing it. And it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't. Like, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Um, misunderstanding, like, maybe the order of things that happened in this, in this uh, thing with Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx. People saying Jennifer Aniston owes Jamie Foxx an apology. I don't get it. I'm not sure why people are saying that she's a... I know, it's weird. Got to a point where everyone's just triggered by everything, aren't they? Everyone is triggered by everything. It is, it is dumb. It's so dumb to me. So it's like, it's, it's almost a non-story. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Right, let's find something else that's happened in the world for me to have a half ass opinion on. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Literally, the only thing I know. I've I managed to find out about what's going on outside. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx. Um, Dillian White and AJ Fight getting called off. That was a a special adverse drugs test. <sighs> Here's my thing: if you're gonna be a drug cheat, be the fucking best, right? Like Lance Armstrong smashed it, Tour de France's and stuff, you know? That's how you... That's how you drug cheat. Don't drug cheat and be mid. Don't be mediocre. <laughs> I mean, look, when I say mid, obviously Dillian is one of the best boxers in the world. So I'm saying he's mid compared to the other best boxers in the world. I'm not saying that I'm able to fight him. Let's, you always got to remember when you're chatting shit about professional fighters that... Uh, you're not a professional fighter. So, um, but it's just, yeah, just shit like that just annoys me, but also confuses me, you know? Like, Tyson Gay. It's Kazima who said it, it did crack me up. Me and Kazima talking about drugs cheats, and he was saying Usain Bolt is a cheat. And I was like, bro, never chat shit about Usain Bolt again to a Jamaican. I, I will end you. <laughs> I said... <laughs> Friendship, podcast, it can all get thrown on the floor. It can all get done right now. Uh, 
the mad disrespectful talk about you saying sent Leo Bolt saying that he's a drug cheat. And he goes, no, he goes, hear me out. He goes, Tyson Gay got done for drug cheat. He broke the world record in the exact same race that you say Bolt beat him. <laughs> he goes, if that guy's on drugs and he still didn't win, that man has to be on drugs. I was like, nope. No, no, no. But let's find. Let's imagine you saying Bolt was on drugs. You have to go out. Yeah, fair enough. He did it properly. Let's see how you going to take drugs if in his second. Tyson Gate must have been losing his head after the race. He's like, I know you take drugs. You saying Bolt's like, no man, just eat chicken, yum chicken nuggets and just run. And he's like, no, I know you take drugs, man. He's like, no, sir. Just like running and it's and I'm the best and running, man. He's got that American Jamaican accent. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, man. No, I know you take it. He's like, how? Because I took drugs, son. I'm drugged up to my eyeballs, nigga. <laughs> I am so high right now. And um, yeah, this is about the frustration. You've you've done a good old series of drugs, good old program of drugs, and you still don't win. Fuming. I'm beating up my drug doctor. I'm beating up everyone. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. This crazy man has nothing to talk about. What else do I talk about? What's, I can't say what's been going on in my life. It's just been a fringe. I miss my wife. I miss my kids. I mean, you know, it's that. It's not a crippling miss, though. Like, this weekend's almost done. It's a Sunday. And then by this time next week, so this Sunday, I'll be flying home at the end of the day. Which be good. Um, absence does make the heart grow fonder, though. It actually does. Me and Naomi never miss each other. Never. Never miss each other. She gets annoyed at me not being there. But it's not missing. It's uh, it's the fact that now she has to wash up or take a bin out. <laughs> or look after both the kids on her own. It's not missing me. It's missing my functionality. But she actually said she misses me. Which is aww. But I do miss her as well. And obviously I miss the kids. Um, I realise how much of my interaction with my kids is, is physical. Because talking to them on a video call. It's all great. But it's like... <laughs> Sadie's not the best person to have a chat with. <laughs> She's two. No, she doesn't really add stuff to the conversation. She kind of just answers the questions she's asked and then just says random stuff. I realise how much of my interaction with her is picking her up, throwing her around, cuddling her, kissing her, playing games, reading. So, you know what I mean? It's all that kind of stuff. Where... Um, and if you're savvy, it's picking him up, making faces, tickling. Um, you know, and it's usually describing what we're doing. So if you're not actually doing something, I'm not really talking to her. So it's um, so video calls, although it's lovely to see them, and I don't want to go without that. It's like, pff, don't know what to talk to you about. <laughs> you're boring. No, so it's, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to going back uh, next week. And uh, yeah, 
but just to see them see those guys man be lovely uh, but yeah okay let's get on to some dear deirdre let's get on some dear deirdre deirdre Okay, I thought I'd take a sip of my tea and not on the pod. So, uh, golly, dear Deirdre, I'm cheating with a dad I met at the park. The sex is great, but I feel so guilty. But do you feel guilty? When the P is in the V or when the P is out the V. It's okay, that's the thing, right? Well, I must, I've assumed this is a woman. Maybe it's just two dads just, ah, just going at it. Cause hey, it's always wives pushing husbands. You need to make more friends. You need to make more friends. Hey, you know, Stacy's husband. Hey, Stacy's husband, Graham. He's nice. You should be friends with him. You're, he, he he does the, He likes football. Hey, you and Graham are friends, and then you start playing PlayStation with each other. It's not going to the pub. You get really drunk, and then you kiss. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I'm having the best sex with a dad who I met at the local park while I was looking after my daughter. I feel guilty and cheap, but I'm also hooked on the attention this man gives me. My partner and I have been together for 12 years. I'm 42. We have a daughter of eight. We both adore, but my partner can be so awful. He's 44 and doesn't show me any affection or attention. Most evenings he's plugged plugged into his phone or PlayStation. Uh, I feel like a ghost. Whip a nipple out. Um, one weekend, while looking at, <laughs> after my daughter in a local playground, a really good-looking dad started flirting with me. He was there with his son and and was lovely with my daughter. He was sweet and funny. Everything I missed in my partner. It was totally out of character of me, but I gave him my number. We've been texting ever since. We both made it obvious we wanted to have segs. A few weeks ago, I went round to his house one night when my partner was working away and my daughter was staying with her gran. There was no pretense about what I was there for. We took a bottle of wine up to his bedroom and I enjoyed the most passionate sex I've had in years. Afterwards, we had a bath together where he washed me. It was so sensual. As soon as we got out of the bath, we had sex again and fell asleep in each other's arms. So you need to have another wash then, innit? Um, after I left him this morning, he texted to ask if I got home okay. My partner would never be so considerate. Yeah, because your partner would be at home. When did your partner be shagging you somewhere and then go, all right, here's your cab? <laughs> See, this is an unfair comparison. I mean, I guess you want your partner to ask you, did you get, you know, to work okay or whatever. I don't know. But I understand. you want consideration? But it's not like for like. Anyway. But I've noticed that just within a couple of months, my lover makes less effort. Of course he does. He's had sex now. In fact, he hardly ever texts except to confirm when I'm coming over. Mm-hmm. He secured it. I'm starting to feel a bit... I'm starting to feel a deep unease. The, fu- the, the full shame of what I've been doing has hit home. My partner hasn't a clue, but would be horrified. Okay, so here's what you do. You stop. You stop. You stop. And you work out, is your partner actually awful or is the relationship awful at times? Can he just be awful rather than he is awful? And if that's the case, then you um, you, you actually make an effort. 
A lot of times the situation we're in in relationships, we always blame the other person in the relationship. Like, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. We never tend to look at what we're doing or not doing to exacerbate and contribute to that situation that we don't like. You say there's a lack of passion, lack of communication. Okay. He switches off his PlayStation. What now? What do you want to do? And you're still going, well, I don't know. You tell me what you want to do. And he's like, you're the one who wanted me to turn off my PlayStation. I assumed you wanted to do something. Well, um, no. Why don't you? And he's just like, he puts his headphones back in. He's playing his PlayStation. That's, that happens with a lot of women. Where, I shouldn't say a lot, a lot of people. It's not just a woman thing. A lot of people, they think the other person isn't doing something. And then they get the feeling that it's just a void. Present something to him to do instead of playing his PlayStation. It doesn't have to be something super interesting. Just present anything. Maybe we could have a chat tonight. And he's like, chat, chat about what? Come with some ideas of things you want to chat about. Board game, come with board game. TV series you want to watch. Anything, just bring something to the table. Don't just go, stop doing that thing you're enjoying because you're not focused on me. Okay, what do you want him to do? Focus on me. No, give him something to focus on. It doesn't have to be sex. I mean, like, just reconnect, do something fun. And that's what happens. I'll give you a little bit of insight to my own relationship here in the sense of, because of the two kids, me working, you end up fall, you can fall into a rut where we come in, we barely talk to each other because it's just trying to get these kids coordinated, get get them into showered, washed in bed, and then after that you have something to eat, and then Nomi is knackered for a day, passes out, and I do a bit of housework, and then by the time I finish, she might wake up, I say I'm ready for bed. We're not talking, We're not talking, but we become aware of that and go right tonight, we'll sit together and eat. We're actually going to talk to each other. And you know what? If it takes me longer to do the housework, it takes me longer to do the housework, but I'm going to sit and chat with you for an hour. And we're just going to bitch and moan and chin wag about life. Just to be in the same room. Just to be present and talking to each other. That's what's needed sometimes. Being away, I actually call her in the, after, in the evening. We have a chat. We had a chat yesterday. It was nice. Just talking. Talking away. As I said to her, it's like talking to my girlfriend. Like when we first met, kind of just talking. It's nice. That's what we just need to do sometimes. Rather than shagging park dads. Anyway, <laughs> next one. Uh, let's see, right, right, right. Secret lessons. I caught my best friend making out with our lecturer and I don't know what to do. Uh, dear Deirdre, my bestie is dating one of our lecturers in secret. We've been best friends since we were 11. We went to the same secondary school and now we're both study economics at the same university. We're currently in our second year and admittedly I found it harder to settle in. She has made more friends and, and the course is going surprisingly well for her. My grades are normally better than hers but for the first time she's been beating me. Before the end of term I caught her making out with our lecturer in an empty tutor room and now everything makes sense let's read this one more time let's read this one more time again so now this 
Dear Deirdre, my bestie is dating one of our lecturers in secret. We've been best friends since we were 11. We went to the same secondary school and now we're both studying economics at the same university. We're currently in our second year and admittedly, I found it harder to settle in. She has made more friends and the course is going surprisingly well for her. Our grades are normally better than hers, but for the first time, she has been beating me. I'm ending it there. See this? Because your friend's beating you, it's like, yes, yeah, because you're shagging a lecturer. I'm not sure the lecturer marks the tests. I'm not, I'm not sure the lecturer does. I can't remember at university if it's like a panel. Because there has to be some form of like independence. Um, and what do you think her shagging the lecturer means she's made more friends than you? That's the cause for having more friends than you. Have you thought maybe you just you just become a bit relaxed? We've all had those people we went to school with who were smashing A's out all the time at secondary school. I remember there's one girl, I'm not going to mention her name. She's proper boffin. That was the word we used at school, proper boffin. I won't, I'm not a boffin at all. And here's the thing, at school, in academia, so school... College, six, four, you don't, the only skills you need are academic skills to get through in life. Get your, get the test, get to sit to your lessons, learn that, remember the textbook, go to the test, regurgitate that on the page. Cool. And you'll go well in academia. But here's the thing. University is a bit more like real life. And you need a bit more than academia. You need some social skills, you need a bit about you. Those kids who misbehave, but they're kind of smart, tend to do pretty well. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I didn't misbehave, but I was talkative, right? I've talked, and I refer back to that boffin in my class who, you know, she had the friends, but she wasn't really, you know, a personality of sorts. I go back to hard, I, was, I see her, she's working in a shop. There's nothing wrong working in a shop, but if her academic ability, she should at least be a, a store manager. But no, not not at all. And just like not to judge people's jobs, but she should do better. You know, she should do better. She was so so smart. And if this was happening here at uni now. It's like maybe you're just that boffin who was just like you don't have the social skills. You're nailing the grades. It's your friend who probably did all the heavy lifting of your social stuff. But you can come along. Oh, can I bring my friend? Oh man, she's so boring. No, but. Listen, I'm not coming with my friend. I'm like, oh, fine. She's invited as well. And she comes to me. We've been invited to this thing. Okay, yeah, cool. They must have invited me because I'm so smart. <laughs> is that no? Because your friend wrangled you in. And now you're at uni and there's just more different people. She's like, yeah, she's just thriving in the social environment. And you're not. And then you see her kissing the lecturer and it's like, oh, hey, that's why she's doing better than me. Like... Maybe, maybe not. But do you know what? It's uni. I think they're allowed to shag. I think they're allowed to bang. I think it's okay. Because um, I don't think it's necessarily illegal. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it might be frowned upon by particular universities, right? But listen... 
I think you need to focus on focus on your books make your own friends and he doesn't lecture every um, and plus he doesn't even lecture every bloody module that's impossible you have one lecture per module see see, see what shit you're chatting one lecture so one module and she's beating you on every module because she's shagging that lecturer see look at your life in fees mark yeah let's say they do mark it it's one module you have about 10 modules per per year per uh yeah i think it's about 10 10 over the year i think it's something like that and that's one so what's your excuse go make some friends that's what i'm saying to you get out of your friends business and if you really don't bother to find another lecturer to shag <laughs> right um one last one all right most women would say i'm the perfect husband but my wife wouldn't agree then you're not the perfect husband for your wife and if you're not the perfect husband for your wife then you need to change one of two things either your wife or you change the things that she doesn't think are perfect that simple who gives a shit what other women think okay they're not your wife don't get gassed let's see Dear Deirdre, most women would say that I am the perfect husband, yet my wife finds fault in everything I say and do, including in the sack. I'm starting to think she must be having an affair. I'm 44, she's 41, have been married for 12 years and have an 8-year-old daughter. Wait, is this the person from the park? (laughs) Our marriage was happy until 18 months ago. We had a decent sex life, enjoyed each other's company and were a good parenting team. Unlike many men, I've always helped out around the house, do my share of the laundry, washing up, changing the beds, shopping and cooking and helping with childcare and the school run. When our little girl was younger, I even gave up work to be a house husband for a few years because my wife earned more than me. That is not, that's, that's not perfect husband shit. That's not perfect husband shit. It would be making more money than her and doing all that stuff that you said. That's perfect husband shit. Um, that's, that's what you need. And now, I often hear other women complain about how rubbish their male partners are. So would you think mine would, you think mine would be delighted with me? No. No. Because they moan about their husbands while spending their money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a dick. Anyway. But no, she does nothing but put me down and tell me to man up. See, I told you, I told the masculinity. I'm, 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 I'm sounding like the red pill community right now. But it is what it is. That That is what it is, man. Some women, not all women, but some women just look, be a man. And those things are quite simple, like criteria for a lot of people. Now, they want men to do those other things, but not in sacrifice of the traditional manly things. They want a man to be more open emotionally. But still get shit done, though. I don't want to hear about you having a breakdown. I want you to be present, take care of the kids more. But it's, go out and earn money. More money than me. I don't want to work. But you need to help out. <laughs> she never wants to have sex anymore. And if we do, I initiate it. And she reluctantly goes along with it. I'm even worried that she's faking her orgasms. I'd rather chat to her friends on social media than have a conversation. Oh, she would rather chat with her friends on social media than have a conversation with me. In fact, she's always on the phone and even takes it to the loo with her. I mean, I take my phone to the loo with me. I'm not doing anything suspicious. I just... It's the perfect time for me to play games and sort out admin. 
I'm sat in the toilet. Her behaviour is making me suspicious that she's started seeing another man. As she often works late, she goes to conferences. She has plenty of opportunities. Am I being paranoid? No, you've let her earn so much money and thrive in a professional career that now she has opportunities to bang other men. The irony is, she, she might not even bang a man that earns more than her. She's probably banging some, like, graduate young cuck. Um, so, <laughs> am I being paranoid? I've tried so hard to be a model hot husband. Um, I don't know what I could have done to deserve this. Do you know what the crazy thing is? You have become a model um, partner, but not a husband, uh, a wife. You've become a wife. You've become a, a really, really wonderful wife is what you've become. And she's resentful about that because she wanted a husband. And it's, that is, it's horribly sexist what I'm saying and misogynistic, but it's not my belief. It's my explanation of what is happening in your relationship. Okay. Uh, gender roles are a thing, but I also think that in there's you got your social template of gender roles, and you got your individual gender roles that are bespoke to your relationship. If you take the traditional gender roles that I think are all kind of falling apart now and stuff, you're doing wife shit, and doing wife shit, you've taken that responsibility away from her, but you're not doing husband shit, and she needs a husband still. Everyone's happy. Every woman be happy for their husband to do wife shit as well as husband shit because it means less work for them. And they'll moan about having to do wife shit, but they'll stay in a relationship if the man's doing husband shit. But the moment the man stops doing husband shit, doesn't matter if he's doing wife shit or none of it, she now hates him. She now has contempt for him and despises the man. And it goes the other way around. Right? As a woman, if you're not doing wife shit you're bossing up leveling up no man cares if you're not doing wife shit if you're doing wife shit and you're killing it in your career and da 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 it's going to be good now on the individual level have you not agreed what your gender roles are what your responsibilities are in a relationship it's a team right you're a team you should be working together and communicating of what what the team needs because there's no point being in a team and you're both doing the same role that doesn't help anyone. You know what I mean? You need to be doing different things. So, that's that's all I'm saying there. That's that's where it's gone wrong, and uh, you need to you need to you know do some husbandship. And some husbandship would be just you know just smashing one of her friends. <laughs> Oh dear, alright, that is the end of this pod. Um, and yeah, so check out this, or if you listen to this, check out uh, my fringe diaries. I think I'm going to put them all together. Post them separately and put them all together. Alright, peace.